Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Recall the Midwife podcast. Hello and welcome back to Recall the Midwife. This is our end of season special. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I usually do a trigger warning at this point just because we have a lot of complicated content in our show. But just to say that because as our devoted listeners will know, this is a like kind of a recap and everything we, we select quotes. So I've chosen ones that don't really have a lot of explicit discussion of those topics but just to say if you've seen um the most recent season there's a lot of really kind of heavy topics so just you know be thoughtful in your listening and we hope that you join us but if you don't feel comfortable we hope we see you in the next one okay girls so i feel that i have now perfected my method for quote gathering and i went through and i've gathered a lot like a lot a lot but they're just all so good and we always love to highlight the writing on the show so should we just get right into it Yes. Let's go for it. Okay. I'm not not confident. Let's carry on. (laughs) So now I've I've given you some I've given you some easier ones. There's also some ones that if you don't get it the first time, I can insert a clue into the to the quote because I've I'll admit it the first time, like a name or something identifying that'll give you more context. So we'll just start and you guys see how you do. And as usual, I wish you luck. And I know our listeners are gonna do great at this. Okay. Come on, Bex. I'm coming out of a migraine. (laughs) We need you. Oh God. Um, and just to say, if some of these quotes were taken while I was really in my feelings this week. So if they <laughs> get very sentimental. <laughs> I've been like that, migraine a sissy, so come on, let's go. Okay. I love and that... speaking your language. <laughs> okay, quote one. And these are also in chronological order of the episode. So this episode one and then all the way down to the Christmas episode. So and that blank blank is why women ought to run this country. I remember <sighs> the scene. 
Yeah, you guys all know this one. Oh, I think it's Nurse Crane. It's a nurse, but who's not nurse, not nurse Crane? You said Sheila. Trixie? I felt Trixie. Nope, no, but keep going. Patsy. And it's not one of our... Patsy, there you go. Do you know who she's saying it to? And that is who ha- who had a who had a really difficult birth and potentially had a difficult birth because of something that was wrong with the little baby. Mullocks. There you go. Patsy's saying <laughs> this to Rhoda Mullocks as she's giving birth. So, she- so Sheila is in the room with her and they're helping her, but they-, they have to get her up on all fours to give birth because she's having trouble because the baby's head isn't in the right position. So yeah, no, so she's- I'm, I'm and that now. Rhoda Mullocks is why women ought to run this country because after the baby comes out, they're just like bigging her up big time. So well, she's not uh, wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. Um, oh, girls, I also saw the Barbie movie this weekend. Oh, oh my God. So good. So good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. We we'll have to have a have a different discussion. I know everyone's giving their two cents. Oh God. Anyway, so good, so good, so good. Okay. All right. Next quote: If God gave us those outlines, sister, then I'm sure He won't object to them being on display. Trixie. There you go. Do you know what she's discussing? Yeah, this is when Trixie and Barbara were pictured in their leotards. And Patsy, um, and I think. They, I think Patsy too. It Patsy? Yeah, it was no, it's Barbara. Definitely them, and and I think it was Trix- all three of them. Trixie and Barbara in the foreground, and then I think Patsy is in the background. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, is when they were pit, they were photographed in the paper mm-hmm. by that man. What was he called? Denny Ray. Yes. Oh, well done. Exactly. And also, <laughs> just their one, A game. I know. Bex, you're doing so good. Sorry. Wait. Hold on a second. Let me just go check my cake. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I think you need to leave that in the edit. <laughs> Not only is she not only is she a podcaster and intercontinental because we're from different continents, but she also is a master baker who bakes at the same time as podcasting. That's just how she rolls. Wonder what yeah. cake she's baking. Yeah, I want to know. It's going to make me hungry. I had birthday cake this week. That was lush. Oh, what kind was it? It was like a Victoria sponge with buttercream and jam in the sandwiched. Anyway, yeah. I will. I will tell our audience about my cake after I've taken it out of the oven. Okay, so. Next quote. Now, oh, just to go back, just to go back to the the one about outlines being on display. The thing that made me laugh is <laughs> Trixie says this, and she's like, "I'm sure he won't object to them being on display." And then Sister Julian goes, "Yeah, he may not, but we actually do, Trixie." <laughs> <laughs> and then Trixie's like, "Oh, okay, I guess I got served by my boss there." But all right. But also, poor Barbara, because she wasn't expecting to be in the newspaper, was she? No, she was <laughs> horrified. She's like. Oh, and then she runs around and she's just like oh my god oh my god because she already had like you know she was uh not wanting to like kind of be too out there with having her in in a leotard even for the class itself well she so. didn't like her upper thighs she said there was nothing wrong oh, with her upper thighs there's nothing wrong with her upper thighs no her body is gorgeous as are all of these girls they're all gorgeous okay now this one <laughs> this one was there's a lot of subtext for me personally this this one with this one all right. First part of the quote. They haven't been taught that owning a female body should be a joy. Trixie. Yes. Do you know when she's saying this? She's saying this to Sister Julianne about, is her name Olive? The older lady? Yes. 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 Uh, who's it's got a prolapse. Yes. Exactly. So this is this is in that conversation exactly. And she's like, you know, I have women in my keep fit class who don't understand anything about their basic anatomy. And like, you know, we should be telling them how wonderful it is to be in a female body. And the thing is, again, Sister Julianne serves right back. She goes, after Trixie says it should be a joy, Tri- Sister Julian says, but it so often isn't, Nurse Franklin. That's what our work is about. And then she's obviously talking about birth, but I was like, yeah, it isn't a joy to be in a female body all the time. <laughs> no. I'm not feeling the joy of my female body this week. So I was like, this is going in the recap. It should be a joy to be in a female body, but as we yeah, all know, 
It's not. A lot of times it's a real pain in the butt, honestly. And, you know, patriarchy sucks. Okay. So, patriarchy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the reason why it's not always a fun time. Okay. I mean, not just our biological functions, but I won't, I won't get on my soapbox too badly. Okay. Now I know you guys are going to know this one. Okay. <sighs> Let me calm down to like this quote. You're quite the warrior, aren't you? It's too Barbara. Yes. And who says it to her? <gasps> Tom. Tom. There we go. There we go. Do you know what conversation they were having when he said this? Was oh. it to do with the um, Lizzie, the work, the sex worker who got attacked? No, actually. Well, it should have been. It was <laughs> earlier in the season. Um, what did Barbara? Oh. I mean, he could have said it then when they were talking about that, but he didn't say it at that point. What brought them? What brought them closer together? Well, there's there's a scene earlier in the season where she goes to him to talk to him about something. And... Oh, was it Mullocks? Was it Susan Mullocks about the? Um... No. Oh. No. Wait. No. I thought it was to do with the hats. Um. Um. Think about America. Think Just about a married. Think about a married couple that's experiencing strife that will ultimately be related to an illness. Oh, and um, Fred's family, Tom, Tommy, and oh, good, oh, good. No, that's no. that's not even the season, you guys. That's, oh, that's they, all just, they all just merges into one. <laughs> Okay, my cake my cake timer's going off, so just pause there for one second. <laughs> Let me come back and then I will tell you guys. Hold on one second. She could go and bake her. You should go and bake her. Both of you should. That'd oh no, I couldn't handle that. I would honestly I would crumble under the pressure of it. Well, turn it into an apple crumble. No, I'd honestly it's not it wouldn't be pretty viewing. Well, I'd, like I'd get it. so stressed and have a breakdown. <laughs> just people giving each other awkward looks while I stressed. <laughs> Yeah, but also, if you remember, Nadia used to be like that, and she got through it and won. Yeah, but mine is very specifically to do with cooking. Like, I just, I can't cook under pressure. Also, I don't like cooking for, like, if I cook day to day, bake a cake, that's fine. The minute I know that somebody outside of my household is going to be eating that cake, I bake in a shower cap so that there's no risk of a hair getting into it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. Well, just to say, I I just took my cake out of the oven for our little for our not little listeners for our listeners. My nephew's birthday is um in in a week. They're going to be two, and so we're flying up next weekend to celebrate with everyone. And I am a I'm kind of one of the I'm I wanted to make a cake for them to do that, and so I decided I would road test the recipe that we had decided we wanted to make, and so I was baking that, and it was on. And we, I put it in the oven before we started the podcast. And so I had to go back and keep checking it because, you know, you obviously have to adjust cooking times and temps and everything. I what, have to say, huh? What cake, what cake is it? Lemon blueberry. So Ooh. the cake is, it's like, it's got like lemon zest and lemon ex- extract and everything. And then I didn't put, the, the recipe calls for fresh blueberries, but I put frozen mixed berries in just because I didn't have any fresh blueberries and I just wanted to kind of see how it worked out. So I think it's going to be, I'm more just testing it for, you know, just to see how it, how it kind of worked as a recipe, but it smells good. Looks good. Right. Back well. to, back to this, back to this quote. So did you Barbara guys figure out? Barbara really advocated for somebody, didn't she? Yes. No, no, that was that was towards the end of the season. Oh, what is wrong with me? Well, I know what's wrong. Okay, so girls, I we I I won't torture you anymore. So <laughs> no, 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 wait. Okay. Was it to do with somebody breastfeeding? No. 
that was that was Sister Evangelina. Was it to do when there was an abusive husband and they had to barge into someone's flat? Nope. No. <laughs> the husband wasn't the problem. Uh, we're the problem. <laughs> no, hang on. I remember this because we remember. I remember us saying that normally it's the husband. They thought it was the husband who's the problem, but it wasn't. It was. I I, I know which couple you're thinking about, and I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. Yeah, that that couple is going to come up later. <laughs> right, fine. Go on, tell us. <laughs> okay, I don't remember their names, but it's the guy who worked down at the dockyards, and he had to stop because he was falling asleep all the time. And Johnny. and the wife was being so mean to him because she was like, "Why can't you work? Why are you being so lazy?" Stella and, and Johnny. And then it turned out that he was dying of like blood cancer or something like that. And she literally delivered the baby and like gave it to him, and then like instantly, one minute later, he like died because he was like so close to the end of his life, and it was this whole cathartic thing. And she'd been so mean to him because she thought he was just being she, she was, was awful. responsible. But it turned out he was really really legitimately sick and so the scene that got this quote from is that barbara has kind of seen some of this interaction and she is worried about the wife because he ha- she has high blood pressure because she's so stressed out but she's also like you know i don't i don't think the husband is you know something's obviously up because she had already at this point when tom says you're quite the warrior she'd already found out that he was johnny was spending his all, all of his days in the pub and so she's like i've got to do something something's going on here but i don't know what to do and tom says well i've never been thanked for interfering in a marriage and then barbara's like well i have to do something and then Tom goes, you're quite the warrior, aren't you? And gives her this very kind of like adoring look and everything. So it was very cute. It really made me, I've been a little hard on Tom this season. So it really kind of made me be like, oh, Tom, like you're, you're a cutie. Okay, next quote. I think if it wasn't, you might not be so concerned. Now this is, this is very vague, but just think about what we just talked about. Yeah, what well, did I just talk about? Barbara and Tom. Uh-huh. So that's and how everyone thinks it's the husband. Skip the skip the husband and wife. Stick with Barbara and Tom. That's where you oh. want to who Wait, says say who, the quote again. Say the quote I again. I think if it was I know it's about it's from Nurse Crane speaking to Barbara about the date, saying if it yes. wasn't a date, you wouldn't be so concerned. Yeah, because Barbara's Please. like yes very very good because barbara's like freaking out because she's like what about trixie and and she's like and she's like i don't even have to tell her i'm going on the out to dinner like it's just a dinner like it's not a big deal nothing's happening it's not like it's at a date or anything and Bar- and and then phyllis is like are you sure it's not a date and barbara's like with t- a, 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 i mean a, a date a, a date with tom oh i a, 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 and then phyllis is like i think if it wasn't a date you might not be so worried about trixie finding out about it and then barbara is like left with her mouth open and it's it's very cute okay. and then barbara doesn't tell trixie and just makes makes everything 10 times worse yeah. <laughs> yes exactly yeah. exactly okay now so we're gonna flip the script just a little bit okay here's the next quote married life's wonderful but good for the waistline it isn't uh fred and yes. violet <gasps> yes it's when they go to the keep fit class at the start and then um violet puts her back out and she has to yes. go on a door um no no it's yeah. it is fred it is fred but he's not fred isn't talking to violet here Oh. He's, um, he's referencing Violet because he's saying married life is wonderful, but good for the waistline. It wait, isn't. wait, is it Violet's mm-hmm. jam? 
Yes, yes. So, yes, very good. So Fred and Tom are, Fred is in the allotment and he's picking a strawberry and he's like, there's nothing better. He gives Tom a jar of Violet's jam and he's like, if only she'd let me sell it, I'd make a mint. And then Tom is, you know, kind of chatting with him about it. And then he says, married life's wonderful, but good for the waistline, it isn't. And then, th- and then right after that is when they have, Tom says something and then Fred makes the comment like, oh, you know, like I, I knew Violet for so long and I never kind of looked twice at her. And then all of a sudden there she yeah. was in front of me. And he's and- thinking Barbara. Yeah, exactly. And and Tom kind of has this look on his face like, hmm, okay, hmm, you know, because he's just seen Barbara in this new light. So it's kind of was like the dude version of the, you know, like a little flip side there. Okay, similarly comedic. Okay, I smell of sweat and amniotic fluid. Barbara. Yeah? But when she's about to go on the date and Nurse Crane has a, her wash bag ready oh, for her. Oh, she has all her outfit laid out for her. Yeah, exactly. So she comes back from helping deliver um, the Aaron Chetty baby and she asks if Trixie's around and they're like, no, she already went out. She's on another delivery. And she's like, oh, crap. And I'm like, Barbara, you were not going to have time to talk to Trixie in that moment anyway. Like, even if she had been there. Like, you're already late for your also, date. Also, it was entirely the wrong moment. Like, oh, in five minutes, I'm going out with Tom. Right. But also, exactly. like, if, if you don't want me to, I've got no way of cancelling because I don't have <laughs> mobile phones in those days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so Barbara goes up and she's like, oh, I've left it too late. Like, I'm screwed. Da, 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 da. And Phyllis is like, well, listen, like, don't worry about that now. She's like, I've put everything out in the bed for you. And then Barbara starts taking her, her outfit off and she's like, oh my God, I smell of sweat and amniotic fluid. And Phyllis, like, literally silently just picks up her wash bag and just hands it to her. And Barbara's like, oh, Phyllis, you're a real brick. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. really get what brick means, but apparently that's very complimentary in that it, sense. It's old. Yeah, I've never used it, but they just used it in the 50s. I was thinking about this the other day, girls. This is a bit off point, but it's kind of on point but i was thinking about going you know like you see all these films and stuff and people go back in time to you know when they were younger and things yeah i genuinely don't think i'd be able to go back to like being 15 16 17 18 or whatever because i'm so reliant on google and google maps and stuff <laughs> <laughs> just get there and be like right what's where are we going someone looking it up tonight what and i just forget all the time and just remind them about <laughs> google constantly and they think i was a mentalist I just don't think it'd go well. I just think I'd be there constantly trying to go on my phone and just, I just don't think I'd last. Do you know what? I, because I changed my car. So I had to clear out my old car and I had my book of roadmaps and then all of this paper fell out and it was all my directions to get to people's houses. And it was like M5, M6 and then like the junction number. And then it was like left right but written in massive um marker pens so that I could like glance at it while I was driving yeah but I was I used to put use post-it notes on me uh, on my dashboard yeah but do you know what I mean like if I went back to the first year of uni now we didn't have straighteners we didn't have (laughs) what would you do now like I just I know I I know well and 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 I'll just say this for myself like I've gotten so bad with my spelling like predictive text like I know how to spell the words but like when I'm writing a text like if I like there was one the other day like you know like oh like definitely or whatever right like I write def and then an automatic you know and I'm just like okay yeah put it in there that's the word I want and so I hardly ever like when it comes to like more than like a five or six letter word I'm always just waiting for the autocorrect to fill and then I'm just like well it'll sort it out whatever and I'm like I know how to spell for the most part let's not get too ahead of ourselves but I know it's making me dumber you know what I mean like I'm never compelled to like actually type out every single letter and then like yeah my daughter's constantly like look it up on your phone mommy what's this just facts and stuff 
Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we used to have to look facts up in the library. <laughs> I know. Well, like I heard this, like this was now a bunch of years ago, but it was like definitely after iPhones and like definitely after like, you know, smartphones were in our pockets all the time. And it was someone who was like, remember the days where like you'd go, you'd like be at the pub with like all of your friends or like the restaurant with all of your friends and you'd be sitting around and you'd be talking about like something or somebody that was like in not just like within your circle of people, but like in like popular culture, like a famous person or a historical figure or whatever like that. And you'd be like, oh, like that person did something, something. And then someone say, no, 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 they didn't do that. They did da, da, da. Or you'd be like, well, what happened to them now? Or like, you know, didn't they yeah. like die or whatever? And then everyone would be like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have smartphones. And so they you would just be like, well, I guess we don't know. So anyways, yeah. and then you would just like go home and that would be the end of the conversation. Like you'd all conjecture about it, but then no one would like pull out their phone, Google it and then get the answer and then tell everyone. And then the conversation would be over. You would just kind of kind of either keep talking about it or the conversation would just fizzle and then you would go on. And it was like, wow, that really was how we used to do things. And it's yeah. just so- oh, also meeting up to go to places. Because mm-hmm. also nowadays, I feel like you say you're going to do something and then everyone always does a check on the day via message. Yeah. We, never, we used to just be like, we'll meet next Saturday at this time. It, yeah. just, it blows my mind. Our 14-year-old listener will be like, I don't know what any of you are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to get back to this. I forgot we were recording the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is a more serious one. So I'm going to try to change my tone. We are nothing if we are not of use. Is that old Jenny? Nope. But it is a very older lady. Is it Sister Monica Jane? Yes, it is. Very good. And do you remember who she might be referencing? Sister Evangelina. No. But think about a person who was very useful in their life and then maybe started to feel that they couldn't be as useful. And it's not one of the it's not one of the cast members. It's like one of the people who's just there for the episode. One of the patients. Oh. Well, the problem is we seem to not remember anyone who it's actually been even though we've just done in-depth things on each an in-depth podcast on each episode (laughs) we can't seem to remember anything that happened in this series okay i'll give you a hint there is in this woman in this character storyline that sister monica is referencing there is an inter interracial marriage i guess you'd say oh 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 um maggie not maggie uh marina's grandma Yes, yes, Mrs. Mahoney, yes. So, Sister Monica Joan and who else? Somebody else is in the... Um... Meg. Is it Meg? No, yeah. Meg's the weird twin. Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember who... I don't remember Mrs. Mahoney's first name, but the, Sister Monica Joan and somebody else are in the allotment together. And Meg? Sister Monica Joan is maybe... Did we call her Ma- Marina and then called her, her middle name after? Yes, they named the baby after the grandma. And I can't remember what her name now was. Sorry. Margaret. Yeah, that's right. You two both have phones. We literally just had a conversation about Googling. Like, I've done all the research. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we can't be cheating. Well, you're not cheating. This is already this is already the quote we already discovered. But anyways, there, Sister Monica Joan is saying we're you know we're nothing if we're not in use. And then she also says the thing about you know weeds are just beautiful plants that someone decided to give a bad name to or something like that. And Sister Monica oh, Joan, of course, when, is that when Sister Monica Joan replanted all of the weeds that Fred had pulled? Fred pulled out. Yeah, and the, yeah. and whoever was with her in that scene was like, "Don't replant those. Fred just pulled them all out." And she's like, "No, I'm going to replant them. Like they're not weeds. They're they're." She's like, "Look at this color," and it's like some dandelion or something. Um, like it that. was Nanamay. Thank you. Nana Meg, there we go. There we go. And Sister Monica Joan is also speaking kind of <laughs> I'm a double entendre because she's always worried about feeling like she doesn't have anything to do. I just swore to Bex by putting my fingers up. <laughs> and that's why we laughed. Anyway, carry on, sorry. Okay. All right. Now this is this is I'm also in my feelings here. 
So much can be made bearable by love, by cherishing what is, and not condemning fault or flaw. Um, old Jenny. Yep. Um, about, say it again. So much can be made bearable by love, by cherishing what is, and not condemning fault or flaw. Um, I mean, is it to do with the, the pregnant mum, the teacher? No, that's not this episode. But just to say, this is this is at the end of the episode where she's kind of giving her like last words before the music goes. But you know, say it again, please. So much can be made bearable by love, by cherishing what is, and not condemning fault or flaw. Is it? I you guys literally just discussed this storyline. Oh, it's got to be Marina. <laughs> no, Nanny Meg. Oh, it's when she had um typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's mature jenny at the end of the episode it's not she's not really speaking so explicitly about one person it's when she's doing that end of episode like kind of summation thing but like this voiceover is is played over nanny meg like washing her hands in her new apartment because she's obviously keeping good hygiene up because she doesn't want to spread the germs anywhere because she's the typhoid carrier and so what she's saying here is like you know you, so much can be made bearable by love like instead of being so judgmental you can just accept it and then like cherish you you know, even something that isn't, quote, you know, perfect. You know Perish I mean? the typhoid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Look at the whole person. So I just felt very sentimental and I wanted to have this, you know, like loving and acceptance message running through this episode. So, okay. Now here's a more funny one. It's like being crushed by an elephant. Bet you've heard that one before. Is this Fred and Violet? No. No, isn't it someone <laughs> when they're having a baby? Yes, it is. It is. Um, so, go ahead. Oh, who said it's like being crushed by an elephant? Come on, we can do this, Bex. Well, I don't think I can. I will say this was this was not as big of a pregnancy storyline in the episode. Oh. oh, oh no! I thought it might have been the um, the girl that was pregnant. <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> the girl that was pregnant. <laughs> On call the midwife. <laughs> nice one, Bex. <laughs> was it Diane? Girl, yeah. It worked on the fish stall with her mum, and her mum pretended she was pregnant. Oh, that's a really good guess. It's not that. that it's not that. Really good guess. Yeah. It's a good this guess. Is, it's not right, but it's a good this, guess. This is this is a young mother, but it's not like a super young. Like she's a marriageable age lady. Like she's a young mom, but she's married married already. Oh. So was it? Did we witness the full birth? Yeah. Oh, but um, it wasn't it wasn't a big storyline i would honestly be really surprised if you do you know who do you know who is do you know who the midwives are in this scene that's what i think you'd have about easier time getting a guess on pixie no patsy no <laughs> barbara yes and who's barbara's bff this crane. <gasps> crane there we go there we go oh, is, so, it, is it what you call her is it i i know who it is it's the one who then miss cottingham ruby cottingham yeah, 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 exactly. Then she went to hospital. Oh, that, it was a big storyline. I'm sorry. Yes, You're exactly it was. Right. It was a big storyline. I got, I got confused. You get us off a bad path here. Sorry, sorry. I got confused. Um, oh, yeah. And then and then her baby was... Becky, um, that was on the tip of our tongues, wasn't it? And yeah, because she was. said it I wasn't. Was just about to story. say Ruby Cottingham. You know yeah. what? I'll give I'll give you that one. I will give it to you. That is my fault. If if it wasn't for me, you would have had it in in one. I'm sure of it. Yes, um, of course. So so yeah. So basically, Phyllis is like, oh, we need baby needs a little help because its chin isn't turned down isn't turned down enough or whatever. So then after after she says, I feel like I'm being crushed by an elephant. That's when Phyllis says to Barbara, like, go call either the flying squad or the ambulance, whichever can get here quicker. Yeah, we need an ambulance the on the roof right now. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, airlifter out. Okay. Next one. I think the question is not if it is acceptable, but if it is kind. Is that something to do it's with Julian. Dr. Turner? No. It's Sister Julianne. Yes. And do you know what it's referencing? We talked about this in the episode when we when we did the episode recap. It's not if it's acceptable, if it's if it is kind. Yes. And do you know who says it to Sister Julianne? This is something that's said to Sister Julianne, not that she says. Is it the sister with um, Baby Cottingham? No. Oh. But it's a different sister, hint. Sister Monica Joan. Yes. Says it's to Sister Julianne. Yes. In reference to... Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You just talked about this... this, this Is it Baby Cottingham? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So this is so this is after Sister oh, Julian. No, I've got it. It's when because Ruby Cottingham was desperate for a girl. Uh-huh. And um... her baby was born and they it you could they couldn't identify whether it was a boy or girl because the baby had been affected by thalidomide. Yes. And Sister Julian told her it was a girl. Yes, yes. yes. So this is so you're exactly right. So this is this is when Sister Julian comes in after the birth, and Ruby is resting overnight, and the baby's passed. Sorry to say, and she's like, "This, I just don't know what to do. I feel really lost. Like I, I, I feel like you know, I there's the truth, and then there's what am I, what am I going to tell her? And then she says, is, "Is it okay to lie in a situation like this?" And then Sister Monica Jones says, "I don't think the question is if it's acceptable to lie, but if it's kind." And then Sister Julianne says, "No, it would be really, really cr- cruel to tell her the truth." And, and I really says, well, struggled with that, and I'm still really struggle. Like I do understand your your argument over it, but then I just kind of got to the point because I was thinking there must be a right or wrong answer, but there isn't. So no, you know, there I'm isn't. okay. I'm at peace now with being struggle, struggling with it because I genuinely was struggling with it, thinking how, I couldn't understand it, but I can't. Yeah. It's horrible from both sides. Yeah, it's told many a white lie. Yeah, this is this is one of those this is one of those scenes where kind of just the existential conundrum of a lot of these situations really presents itself, and like we've already discussed it in detail, so we won't go back. But I I did think that it was interesting that you know the emphasis was on you know because. I, I will just say this. When I rewatched the scene, I was like, you know, honesty as a value is often really exalted. You know, we hold it up as kind of like this immutable yeah. you know, thing that like, you know, if you're always honest, then like, I mean, I say it all the time. Honesty is the best policy. And 99% of the time, I, <laughs> I do... just admitted that I don't live by that. Policy. Well, no, Beth is, Be- <laughs> Becky is like, no, I don't. I, honesty is really not a premium for me at all. <laughs> well, you should have but... done then, Bex, to say it is. And we just heard you lie. <laughs> You're like, yep, I think the exact same thing. (laughs) But, you know, when you're when when you're faced with a really complicated situation where you can either be honest or, you know, not. And like, what are the choices in in that that could possibly be good on both sides? You have to weigh it out. So, yeah, I don't think there's a right answer, but there is there is um, an effort to to discern. And I I really just like the scene between the women where they're just really thinking about, you know, what are we going to do? How am I going to handle this? And they they talk to each other about it. And again, just love to see like women like working these things out with each other. And, you know, anyways, so it's got very my feelings with that one. All right, next one. And this is a very cute, this is very cute one. All right. It's all right. It's only a few figures for the Bible study fuzzy felt at Sunday school. Judas and Simon Peter have gone missing and Mary Magdalene's got no head. Barbara. Barbara. And it's when she's buried and Nurse Crane says to her something about she's going to need the overhead light on if she's doing crafts late at night or something. Yes, yes. And then then throwing herself into it because of Tom. 
and Trixie mm-hmm. and her guilt. Guilt. Well, and her and Tom have broken up because of it. Yeah. She feels so bad. And, and like, if so, she'd just been honest with Trixie in the first place, none of that would have been necessary. There's the yeah. woman who does white lies, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then what we, what's funny is that then Trixie comes in and, and Phyllis is like, oh, I guess I'm going to, you know, make my escape. And then she says, or as the Spanish say, like, I can't remember what she says in Spanish, but anyways. What but did I, the Spanish say, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> she says like... Exitante Camarandre or something like that. I, <laughs> Can I just say apologize to all Spanish speaking listeners. <laughs> I know I'm not. Well, I would apologize, but that was Actually, let's just apologize to all English speaking <laughs> listeners as well for this episode. <laughs> I would apologize to our Spanish speakers if that was Spanish and I butchered it, but I don't know what that was. So I really can't even. Esperante. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I just love Bible study fuzzy felts. I just thought that was so. I used to love fuzzy felt. Oh my god, little fuzzy, little fuzzy figurines. Just oh, they're so so flipping cute. And then Trixie and Barbara have a nice talk and they work everything out. So okay, next one. Not my bathroom door. We may be married, but I do still have my dignity. Violet and when a back went out, and Fred and when a back went out, she has to go on the door. It was one of my favorite quotes though when. When Fred was like, you know, which which way? Doorknob on or off? <laughs> she got the doorknob in her back, Fred. Well, Dr. Turner's like, she's not going to be opening it. She's going to be laying on it. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, and, and Dr. Turner's just like, you're an idiot. Like, like <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Okay. This is another hilarious one. I do think we talked about that dignity one in the show, but I was like, it's just too good. It has to come back. Okay. Now, this one, I was so like, I hope we don't talk about it before the recap because I really wanted to use this in the recap. Okay. I have always assumed that the results of the male organ to be more rewarding than the organ itself. This is... Sister Monica Joan. I just love the way everyone looks at each other when she says it as well. Yeah, so tell tell when she says it. When did she say it? Now she says Hello? it at like dinner or something. Okay. Yeah, they're all sat around the table. They're talking about penises. So so Delia they <laughs> No, they're not. They're not. So Delia Are they talking has... about men's surgical? I mean, no, yes, that's another but time. not really. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you, but if you guys want to just keep guessing. Like... <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> So the, the I, I can't remember her name, but the lady that was um that was the prostitute that married the older guy that found her in a church and he smelled like incense. So uh, she had yeah. she had she was in labor on the phone and Delia was talking her through Who's it while Phyllis was bicycling bicycling across yeah exactly bicycling across Poplar and so they say oh they're all like raising a glass to Delia because she she helped out and she she kind of you know made it possible for that baby to be born okay because she stayed on the phone with Roseanne and then s- since. Sister Mary Cynthia says, we haven't had a BBA in a while, baby born before arrival. And so then they're talking about that kind of thing. And and then Delia says, oh, well, I was just really glad I could help. Like, it's so much better than being on male surgical. I didn't find that to be very rewarding. And then Sister Monica Jones says, I've always assumed that the results of the male organ to be more rewarding than the organ everyone just like, like, just like literally like you can hear like a pin drop because they all just like. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> Do you know what gets me is when Delia says she wants to change to midwifery and her mum thinks it's a really inappropriate profession, but she's coming off men's surgical. Surely her mum would prefer her to work with women <laughs> day in, day out than on men's surgical. That is a really good point. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I meant to make that point when when in that episode, but I didn't. I don't think I raised it. Well, I'm glad you raised it today. It's a very yeah. good point. Mm-hmm. See, this is always our second chance. You know, yes, so true. Yeah, it is. It is. Also, just as a quick side note, if you guys ever want to submit a quote for our recap, you're more than welcome. Okay, and yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Totally changing gears. I have to stop laughing because I have to be serious because I have to do my line reading. Okay. Cry as much as you can bear to. Then tell me why and what I can do. Is it Linda Lovelace? No, no that's the wrong person. L- Linda Lanyard is who you're thinking of. Yeah. No, it's not It's her. not Linda Lanyard. No. no, I thought it was when she miscarried. Is it when Sister Mary Cynthia is attacked? No. It's in that episode, so you're on the right track. But think about earlier on in the episode. Is it the woman whose baby won't sleep? Yes, yes, and yes. Then, and then she goes out and gets attacked by the awful man. Yes, exactly. Oh, right. and then so, Sister Julianne thinks it's Colin, her husband. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so Colin Coleman. Colin Coleman. <laughs> Colin Coleman. So yeah. So this is when, because because this Mrs. Mrs. Coleman had already been having trouble with colic and everything with the baby. Baby and, Michael. You know, baby michael yeah and so sister julian was taking care of her and she was kind of worried and she'd you know been like oh we'll go on a night at walk at night and you know did all the kind of you know regular recommendations and then she went over for another home visit and found mrs coleman just really upset and you know like with bruises on her face and stuff like that and she was like what happened and you know mrs coleman was like well i walked into a wall and you know da 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 and sister julian's like well i really don't think you did walk into a wall but you know like what's going on and so then she just starts crying she's like oh my god i can't tell you i'm so sorry and she's like and then that's when she says cry as much as you can bear to and tell me why and what i can do but it was one of those scenes where i just thought to myself you know i don't know when i'll ever be in a situation where i'm faced with maybe not this obviously and hopefully never the same situation but someone who's very very upset and i just thought this is something you can say if you know that you're with somebody who's really 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 upset and they just have to kind of like get it out this is like such a good simple thing to say because i do it all the time to yourself you say it to no, yourself. no 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 to my daughter Oh, oh, oh! Just cry as much as you want, and then we'll and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, because she's six, and they're very emotional, aren't they? So I'm just like, get all your cries yeah. out, just get it all out, you know. Yeah, you'll, it'll make you feel. I better. just, yeah, I just think get it out. I'm totally with you on this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, the thing is, when you're so emotional, you can't really do anything else, you know. And like once yeah. you've cried and like got it out, I even read a thing one time that said that 
if like when scientists analyze the tears that come out of you when you're crying because you're really, really sad versus like when something happy or funny has happened, that they are chemically different from each other because you're releasing all of these chemicals like as part of like that action. So you're literally getting it out. You're literally like letting the chemicals like and, you know, whatever, like come out of you. And so you do feel better when you cry, you know, like it does release, you know, something inside of you to kind of be able to process and everything. And so once you've had that really healthy to get it out. Oh, it totally yeah. is. It totally is. And then you can just, you know, kind of like go from there. So just as a as a little note, keep keep the crying as something in the back of your mind because we'll revisit this later, okay? Ooh, okay. Yeah, a little hint. Okay, so I'm not going to give you... So I'll, I'll just do this quote. Blank, blank? Sorry, but I've met more aggressive marshmallow bunnies. Is it about Colin Coleman? Yes, and who says it? Trixie. Trixie. Close, but no. <sighs> Patsy? Patsy, there you go. Yeah, because so Sister Julianne has talked to Peter about it. Peter comes in and he's like, oh, he's like, well, maybe Colin Coleman is the one who's like knocking his wife around. Yeah, it, it was Peter's genius detective work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then Patsy is like, Colin Coleman, like, I'm like, sorry, but like, I've literally met more aggressive marshmallow bunnies. And then Peter, again, genius is like, oh, well, do you think she's also like, you know, soliciting down the docks and like, you know, been doing sex work? And everyone is like, no, absolutely not. And he's like, well, then I'm out of ideas. I don't know what to do. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> like how long have you been a cop she was okay so <laughs> next one here we go give her a robe a shield and a helmet and she'd be the double of britannia are they talking about sister evangelina no a robe a shield <sighs> oh are they talking about barbara no <laughs> evangelina we've just asked said haven't you mm-hmm. yeah a robe a shield but why would she be the double of Britannia? Here, I'll, I'll do the line reading again, and, and then you can make fun of my accent. Give her a robe, a shield, and a helmet, and she'd be the double of Britannia. Is it that awful I I... doctor? Is it that awful doctor? There we go, doctor. there we go, Dr. Godfrey, yes, yes. I know that I know that my accent there was terrible, but it did get you. Is it about Nurse Crane? Yes, and do you know when he says it to her? Or when, when he says it about her? Something to do with a... Was it with a car or something? Or a roller no, deck? Really. No, not really. No, I don't know why. Okay, so she, so Phyllis has already been annoyed with him anyway, and they're all sitting around in the lounge watching TV, and like Patsy and Delia and Sister Monica Joan are all there, and Dr. Godfrey's in the, one of the chairs, and Phyllis comes in in a uniform, and she's like, Dr. Godfrey, do you know who just accosted me in the street and told me that she was in pain all day and that you never came to visit her at 3 p.m.? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. The poor, And she says, psoriatic arthritis. And then he's like, oh, the poor chap must really be in pain. And she's like, it's a woman, if you must know. And she's like, I told you you're going to be there first thing in the morning. And she's like, and you better not make a liar out of me and then she like and then he like gives her a wink and she's just like oh god and she like walks off back into like her upstairs you know whatever and then dr godfrey is like oh give her a robe a shield a helmet and she'd be the double of britannia you're like jesus Ugh. this is so it was like he was like totally not bothered that he'd actually neglected his work and then he was like wow what a spitfire oh my god and it's just like oh you and every, and all of the other girls are looking around well not girl sister monica jones not a girl either but like you know they're all just like ugh, dr godfrey like what a useless waste of space okay that was that one now let's move on oh god we have still so many quotes okay blank is a woman built for noise and motion designed to hear his voice above the din of living evangelina it's about her but who says it? Uh, Sister Monica Joan. Yes. And do you know when and why she says that? No. Is it after? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Rex, you want to take a crack at it? I don't know. <laughs> we didn't even try. It's just like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, so this is actually a really serious scene, but it's it's right after Sister Julianne has come out the front door of Nanata's house, and there's like so many baskets of apples around. And Sister Ma- uh, Monica Joan is like, what are we going to do with all these apples? She's like, I can't eat any more apples. She's like, you don't even know the state of my bowels at this point, which I really wanted to put in, but I was like, we've already... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we gotta, we gotta narrow it down. But then, sister, is this, Van- uh, is this when Sister Evangelina comes back? She's been gone. Yeah, she's been in the and like silent convent or whatever for a while. Yeah. And so, Sister Monica Joan is like, when is Sister Evangelina gonna come back? Like, we gotta get her back. And Sister Julian is like, well, I literally have a letter in my hand right now to mail to her because I want to kind of find out what's what is happening there. And then she says, you know, but maybe like her feeling has changed. Maybe she doesn't want to come back here. Maybe God has called her in a different direction. And so that's when Sister uh, Sister Monica Joan says, you know, Evangelina is a woman built for noise and motion, designed to hear His voice above the din of living. Like, she has to come back. This is where she needs to be that's never gonna change and so then sister julian is like i hope you're right and then she like starts walking down the stairs to go deliver her to go mail her letter and then sister monica joan just like throws like two apples down on the concrete steps or stone steps and she's just like really frustrated it's her whole her whole thing about hating the apples just really makes me laugh i think it's really funny okay now a little more serious again there are worse things than being completely part of someone being part of something bigger even just for a little while well, I can't remember any of the episodes we've just done. <laughs> okay, say, say we, it again. Say it again. There's worse things than being completely part of someone, being part of something bigger, even just for a little while. Alex, this is one of your favorite episodes this season. It had a big plot device that you were like, I wish they did this every episode. If I wrote a TV show, I would do this every episode. Was it to do with a storm? Yes. And the two pregnancy storylines in that were... Leslie. Yeah. And the boat, was it to do with Daisy, Marguerite, the, the Bargy woman? Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you heard, hear my clapping, but yes, that's exactly who the... So that's who says this. Like, Patsy and her had that big blowout flight, and then she went back to the barge, and then she went into labor just as the storm was hitting. And then the daughter, I can't remember the daughter's name now, was like, I'm getting the nurse. I don't want to be any part of this. I want to be off in the other barge with the other kid. Lou. Lou. And so they call Patsy. Patsy comes out, and she helps deliver the baby. And then she goes to cut the umbilical cord, and then the mom says, wait, just give it a second. Like, just hold on. And we discussed it at the time, because we were saying yeah. that's become kind of a more common in practice now of like letting yeah, the, yeah. you know the connection remain for a few minutes and then she's holding her baby and she says there's worse things than being completely part of someone part of something bigger even just for a little while and this is really beautiful moment between mother and baby and then also like um marguerite and patsy as well which is really nice okay here we go take the joy take all it gives life is sweet and it is ours as is our right to love and relish every moment Old, I want to say old Joni. My daughter keeps calling me old Joni McPants at the moment. It really annoys me. I don't know where she's got it from. Old Jenny. Mature Jenny. Yeah. She's saying it about... Is it after Sister Evangelina dies? No. No. It's after Sister Evangelina comes back. So after the storm, everything's been knocked over. There's that like wall of rubble that Fred is climbing on and Sister Julianne and Sister Mary Cynthia are about to go out and like see if they can get the phone clicked on back on. And then yeah. they hear Sister Evangelina and she's like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. And... Despite just coming back from a silent order to stop that, but carry on. Yeah, exactly. And so she's back. And so there's a few more moments in the episode after the storm and Sister Evangelina is like, 
you know, saying hi to everyone again. She's cleaning the autoclave. She's, and then she tells Sister Julian that she's had a stroke because her arm is not working. And then they're saying, and then Mature Jenny says, take the joy, take all it gives. Life is sweet and it is ours, as is our right to love and relish every moment. And there's a really cute, um, like over her like little montage, at the, over her little like voiceover at the end, there's a scene of like the, the mother and the babies and then like Barbara and Tom, you know, are like, he comes into the Nada's house and he gives her a kiss. And then Sister Evangelina picks up the apple and she like takes a big bite out of it. And it's just really, everyone's just kind of very joyful at the end. And I yeah, just thought, that's, that's, it's, that it's, scene with Sister Evangelina, I said at the time in the podcast, but Sister Evangelina eating the apple with such amazing joy. I don't know how she evoked mm-hmm. that in one tiny scene, but she did. I, I'm it's probably you, a cooking so apple. It's probably really sour. But she, she made it look really amazing. <laughs> She did. She did. Okay. And I just thought, you know, just such a good reminder. Like, you know, sometimes life is really tough, but like, you know, we've got to remember the good things. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? <laughs> I don't know. We've literally felt the opposite. You guys have felt the opposite all week. Exactly. Which I think is quite nice. Exactly. That's the thing. I felt like terrible all week. And I was like, okay, I've got to remember that like life is worth living for something. Um, Again, I like I said, I was being very dramatic and in my feelings when I chose all these quotes. Okay. All right. Next quote, a little, a little bit less serious. And on that note, may I suggest we put on some milk for the whole That was Sister Evangelina when all the um, nuns were sat around having, and they were reminiscing over their wedding dresses. Well done. I was on it then. You knew it like right off the bat. So yeah. good. So good. We've never had a Horlicks klaxon in one of our recaps. So I figured I'd give us a little Horlicks klaxon there. Okay. Next one. You know what I like about you, Lass? You're a trier. And if there's any justice in the world, you'll get your reward. That is Nurse Crane talking to Trixie. Well done. Yes. Very good. And do you I know knew when? It was Nurse Crane, but. Yeah. Do you know it when? Is... They're getting ready for sister evangelina's funeral mm-hmm. yeah. she's lonely because the others have gone to the hand and she is yep yep and and i will say this was something i kind of thought about and i have i we, we didn't talk about it as much in in the when we talked about the episode but this was a scene where so i cut it off a little bit early because phyllis says this and it sounds really good and trixie had been kind of lamenting like you know like seeing other people with quote they're like their person and they were you know had somebody to kind of be with and she says i'm not i don't have that person right now and then phyllis says you know what i like about you last blah 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 and then trixie's like yeah she's like i know i just see people with like you know when they're with another other person and everything and she's like and they just have this contentment and she's like I want that she's like not even necessarily with a man but I just want that contentment and then Phyllis who I love so much I love so much she was like yeah she's like but the thing is she's like some people like can be like really good spinsters and really happy with it but some people can't and she's like I don't think you're the kind that can be happy as a spinster so like you're gonna find somebody to be with and you know like whatever and I'm I I just that I love the scene and I love the comment about you know you're a trier if there's any justice in the world to get your reward we all know Trixie does get a very very nice reward she has to wait for it a little bit but it's it really does. Yeah. Um... <laughs> she so, meant it like you can't be though, Jen. I think she meant it more like you want to be because she's very flirty. She is. She does want to find love. I think she yeah. meant since I've got to know you, I know you do want to find love. I don't think she means you wouldn't be able to. I think if she wasn't interested in finding love, then that'd be fine. But I feel like Trixie's very fascinated with finding love. It's something that's quite I think, I think Nurse Crane is just saying there that 
that's not what she sees for her. She does see. I agree. I agree with everything you guys are saying. I do. I guess, I guess I just feel like wanting it and actually finding it are two different things. And like, even like Phyllis, like she had, I can't remember his name now, but the guy earlier in the Spanish um, class, like, like she thought she'd found something and then it didn't work out. Like, you know, like Phyllis is happy and she was happy before she's happy now. But like at the same time, like when the opportunity to be with someone presented themselves, she was like, oh, she's like, that could be really nice. Like that could be a thing in life that I could like really enjoy and like want and everything and I'm just I don't know it just felt it just felt weirdly like reductive to say that like there's some people who are good spinsters and there's some people who who aren't and then I don't know it just like for for the how the show handles all of these issues and like the overall tone it felt like oh I don't know almost like it didn't quite fit in a weird way to me. Like maybe it's maybe it's better because they were kind of trying to think about what someone would say to someone at that time, like literally in the 1960s. But I don't know. It just felt like I don't know. It I didn't know what quite... you mean, but I'm willing to not think that. Yeah, it didn't bother me like so much, and especially because like like in the upcoming season, like Trixie is going to have an opportunity for a big relationship, and like we'll get there. But like you know, and then obviously we know now, like from the most current season, that like certain things other happen, which are also you know like quite you know so I mean I it didn't super bother me but since I was revisiting it and everything I just figured I'd bring that up so okay okay here we go I don't know what's worse this or the fact that our complexions are going to turn to pudding in this climate <gasps> Pixie mm-hmm. uh, in Africa yeah when they arrive in South Africa yes 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 they've just gotten to hope clinic and so when she says i don't know what's worse this she literally picks up the chamber pot that they're all supposed to use in this like shared room that they have and then she's like "Ugh!" and then she puts it down and then she goes or the fact that our complexions are going to turn to pudding in this climate and i just was like wow like what a way to talk about like your face just melting like in the heat or your body just feeling like it's gonna melt in the heat like that just really was so evocative to me so okay very good you guys a plus 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 all right next quote i'm driven by people's needs now not my own beliefs oh myra dr myra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know who she says it to uh dr turner nope julianne yes and Ye- do you know the context of that of that saying at all oh, absolute guess uh- <laughs> <laughs> as it should be yeah okay um, so i don't know i want to Bex, do you want to take a crack at it? <laughs> so, is it when they're talking about Mr. Oh, Stark's it... land? No. Is it to do when they're talking about um when they do uh oh surgery cesareans? No, it's not. All right. <laughs> I will say it's it's probably about both of those things. I don't. I, so yeah, it's you know that. the scene. Yeah, you know the scene where Sister Julianne, Sheila, and Dr. Turner, and maybe also one other person, are sitting around the table in the nighttime. It's, like, dark outside and everything, and they've all got, like, like sweaters on and stuff like that. Yeah, and well, she Dr. Comes- Myra comes out, and she's, like... And she, she smells the tea. Yeah, exactly. And she's, like, oh, this takes me back, and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyways, they chat for a second, and then the other ones leave, and then it's just Sister Julianne and Myra kind of clearing up, and she says, oh, you know, like, I've been here so long, like, I kind of can't even remember, like, my life before. And she says, you know, I, and she says, uh, and Sister Julianne says something about God or faith or whatever, and she's, like, oh, I don't even really know what I believe anymore. And Sister Julianne is, like, oh, and she's, like, oh, I know you think that must be crazy, like, me working in a, like, a religious clinic kind of a thing, but she says, I'm driven by people's needs now, not my own beliefs, like, it really doesn't, and she, and, and Sister Julian is like, oh, okay. But she's also very accepting, which is... She's like, fair dues. Yeah, yeah, she gets it. She gets it. Okay, so I I always try to stay off my soapbox and then I never do, but I'm just going to go like really hard with this one. This is kind of a long quote. It will not be unclear who this is. You will get it immediately. This isn't even really as like part of a well, game. Well, you say that. Let's just hold judgment on that. Carry on. <laughs> 
Okay. So also, I other things happen. This isn't one continuous quote, but I condensed it down, okay? It just made such a big impression on me. I don't, but I feel so much sorrow. I feel it every time a child is lost. Every time a mother is lost, I feel it every time I see somebody weeping, even if they don't allow the tears to fall. Believe me, a clean water supply to the hospital would be a better memorial to your wife than any photograph. Even if the smiling faces are not her face and the children saved are not your child. I have asked a great deal, Mr. Stark. I know, but I will not ask your permission to pray for you. I will do that anyway because I cannot bear the thought of leaving you alone in such pain. Sister Julianne. With Mr. Stark. With Mr. Yeah. Stark. Yes, yes, yes. I just, girls, I just, I, I, I think I tried to say it when we talked about the episode, but I just, this scene is so beautiful to me. And I just felt like it was another masterclass in how to it just... Sister Julian just continues to be honestly one of my role models in life. I know she's a real person who's then inspired this kind of fictional retelling and everything. But when I tell you, like, I honestly think, like, I could really think to myself, like, what would Sister Julian do? And like, yes. I feel like she would not lead me astray. And the the right nice of- Susan Kennedy. What would Susan Kennedy do? She's there you a- go. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I also just thought the way the scene was written was so smart too, because it's like, okay, how are you going to approach it? How are you going to deal with it? Tom tried. He got nowhere. He got bupkis. Like he didn't move the dial at all. And then Sister Julian comes in and she's just, she just like, especially like, oh my gosh, like her facial expressions, like the way she holds her hands, like the way she moves, like how she looks at him. Like she's just like, I mean, I've said it before, but like truly the soul of compassion and empathy, empathy. And like, even when you're approaching someone who is your adversary she still connects with him and she still loves him yeah but she's she's just so she's like the human embodiment of serene yes yes she i loved as well when mr start then came to the clinic to talk to her and she was basically just dismissed him but she dismissed him in such a i don't know what the word is such a calm yes way and like with 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 grace and elegance, you know what I mean. She yeah. was serious, but she was also not rude. But you know, and 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 then when he said something about the baby being bathed, she was like, "Well, yes, I would be bathing this baby if I had water, but I don't. So, anyways, what do you want to do about it?" And he, he just. I mean, and, and he came to the clinic because of what she said, you know, he, like no one had even gotten him to come to the clinic before her. And then he came and like, she finally, you know, then, then once he came, she really drove the point home and then that really sealed the deal. But she, ugh, she just is so, she's just awesome. She's just so awesome. Like she, she doesn't see him. She, she finds compassion with his loss. She, you know, she just isn't perfect. I just, I'm not going to keep talking because I'm just saying the same thing, like really inelegantly, but like, unlike Sister Julianne, but like, I just I love this scene and whenever you know like there are a lot of people okay I'm just gonna keep talking sorry 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 but like there are people that honestly like do really piss you off in life and do really frustrate you and like are being really mean and horrible and like it's hard and you just kind of feel like that wall going up in you right like oh they're just mean they don't why don't they do the right thing like blah 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 blah. and that's a very like normal reaction to have like no one would no one would find fault with that if you're going through it with somebody but sister Julianne honestly she just breaks that wall like Hulk style and then she finds a way to connect with that person in like a really sensitive and loving way and reach out to them and bridge the divide like she she actually i mean she just makes it so much better and i just okay i'm done now but i just i just she I does. freaking love it so much. She's so Next good. Quote. No, that's it. That's all of them. That <laughs> oh. was the last one from the Christmas episode. Oh, what? We did really well. Yeah, it was a lot of quotes. Oh, I did amazing. What? We did better than we normally do, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the back half. You guys did really good yeah. on the back half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take take your take your joy where you can find it, Bex. Just like the quote says. 
it's Where's because we all the series are merging into one that's the problem i know it, it is hard it is hard to read even i was i'm like pulling the quotes out of the episodes i'm like oh this happened then oh this was that family yeah but take the joy backs of your win take all it gives life is sweet and so is this win Exactly. <laughs> it is exactly. your right to love and relish every now, moment that you do good in the series recap <laughs> on a really seamless link to from joy let's yes. do some we didn't have time last week because the uh, christmas episode was an hour and a half so yeah. we just literally had to talk 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 and we didn't have time otherwise it would have been ridiculous amounts to, of, uh, of hours but uh, we didn't do any listeners uh, comments so i'm gonna do a few now okay okay so we've got tilly from instagram who says i'm a huge fan of paul the midwife and rewatched it loads of times I've listened to your podcast since the very beginning and love every episode. Why, thanks, Tilly. I can't oh, wait Tilly. for the weekend because I know a new episode will be out and I don't know how many 17-year-olds that like the show at all, so I can't really talk about it with my friends. We've got another listener. Oh. Wait, this, is a, this is a different it, girl than the anonymous yeah, girl? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so I can't really oh talk God. about it with my friends, but when I listen to your podcast, it makes me feel as if I'm with friends and makes me feel so happy we have something in common. I always have a laugh when listening. The podcast really makes my day. Tilly, also, I'd really love it if this featured on your next episode. Tilly? done oh <laughs> tilly oh shout out to tilly love that love yeah. that and now also because we didn't get a chance last week to have any comments of, from listeners or anything there's loads of people talking about it, sister evangelina and they're just oh. saying like she was my favorite i still cry when i rewatch this episode over and over i was so sad when she left so i'm still not james Dooley says i'm still not over it neither are we oh, um, and just watched this and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed um, and then one here, Boris Banning on Instagram says there was a big scene cut out in the US where they were bathing Sister Evangelina after her death. I only know it exists because I borrowed the DVD from the library and it showed the entire episode. It was very riveting. Um, so because obviously oh. we talk about the uh, the scenes quite a lot about different ones. Yeah. 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 Gail Chadwick from Facebook says, watched her episode the other night, still brings tears to my eyes. The scene with Sister Monica Joan is so powerful when she says that Sister Evangelina can't have an autopsy. Then there's the shoes and the music at the end. Mm. Oh, love it. So love true. it. And then someone else so put, uh, love her. I also like her on Rosemary and Time. I know you're a fan of Rosemary and Time, Jen. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i she's an amazing actress I, I love her i oh my god i love her i do we know why she left um no she's probably well, she just, just i mean she'd done it for what five seasons six seasons yeah but they she might probably... have just written her out because the character the, the person obviously who it's based on did die so mm, maybe her time to go yeah. Uh, yeah okay barbara lim on uh on facebook talking about the uh this as well so obviously there's people we're going back a few episodes but Barbara Lim says you covered that episode really well well thank you Barbara except oh. for your frankiness with Sister Monica Joan <laughs> <laughs> in those earlier episodes she's still being portrayed as someone with some sort of form of dementia but she isn't really trusted to do anything much she does like sweet things and being home all the time remembers where they are kept yes it wasn't good that she ate all the cake but you were collectively quite harsh we were to be fair I just had a migraine <laughs> So again, that's like that is that's like me when you said that she likes sweet things and she likes being at home. I was like, yes, <laughs> identify with that. Um, but here she says, Bex, I won't eat peanut butter on bread, but enjoy it on a spoon. And then she says, my girly sounds so sweet, which well, she is. Oh, um, she also said, keep up the good work, girls. Thanks for the shout out last week. We've got another one now. Oh, um, yeah. So here's another one that made me absolutely lol. So Rebecca Golden Stockton who has commented before she was looking forward to the camping episode. Um, she says, for fleas for future reference, Borax works like a charming carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never need to do it again. I know. Hopefully none of us will ever have to take um, her advice on that, but thank you for it. Um, Frida Elizabeth on Instagram 
says, I just wanted to reach out and say I absolutely love this podcast. I started watching this as I was going through a lot of issues with infertility and it was like a comfort show. Listening to other people who enjoy it as much as I do is the highlight of my week. I listen to you guys every Monday morning on my way to teach elementary school and it always starts my week right. Love it, Frida. Also, Bex and the Royal Family, I got a crazy amount of coronation stuff over here in the US from TJ Maxx. I have all kinds of a collection from little kitschy stuff for all kinds of royal events. So you've got a You've got a soulmate there, Beck. You've got a kindred spirit, Frida. yeah. Oh my god, she's like really, she's such a member of the gang. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we've got another one. Hang on, hang on. I've got some from today. Okay, so we've got um, hi, ladies. So we remember we went mentioned about Granny Parker last week. No way. Yes. Granny Parker. Oh, oh, oh was... exactly, yes, Jen. Yes. Who? Yes, Why yes. have we never met Granny Parker? I know. Before? And where? Yeah. She just apparently came out she's mentioned in season two as well. When Tim and Dr. Turner are in the car in the rain, Tim is remember Tim is remembering that Granny Parker used to say his dad was like a sheepdog without his sheep after Mum died, when he would just sit in his car being sad. I'm pretty oh. sure that it's Dr. Turner's mother-in-law, so we were right, since it was written somewhere. That was Marianne's maiden name. So it's Marianne Marianne Parker was who he married. How did how did how did she get Marianne? Uh it was written somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a really that's I know. that's she's, attention to detail Laura right there. Wendling, you're basically a detective. Much yeah, better than uh, much better than Peter. <laughs> she did a podcast. <laughs> yeah, really. Now another one. This made me lol. Julie Coates again. Another Julie Coates. We always say love the comment from Julie on Facebook. Super fan. Yeah. I must confess, sometimes I enjoy your off-topic comments more than the podcast discussions. <laughs> eating a box of cereal bars on the airplane so she isn't accused of smuggling food Alex breastfeeding in the heat Jen not wanting to touch anyone in the heat Alex making (laughs) shoes for Becky after birth composting and you were correct about Granny Parker she is Patrick's mother-in-law so she knew this Marianne Turner Nay Parker is the late first wife of Marianne Turner of Patrick Turner and the mother of Timothy Turner who died about a year prior to this series of events so Uh, uh, yeah well you know listeners if you ever want us to just do an episode like and we would not make this a regular thing but just do an episode where we're all just kind of like rambling and talking about funny things we can give you that episode if you want it believe me <laughs> like there is plenty more where that came from there is so much nonsense well, that we can prattle on about. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we can stuff tell- stays in because i'm just like oh i can't be bothered i'm bothered out <laughs> But yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a special episode where it's just us saying like all kind of wacky stories and funny things and stuff. We'll try that maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I just I'm I appreciate that feedback though, Ju- Julie. Yeah. That's really thank great. Thank you that's so great. so much for all your comments and well done, Jen. By the way, for your yes, well done, Jen. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So um, we are going to take a bit of a hiatus, aren't we? Just for a few weeks, just because. Yes, so we wanted to let back. everyone know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to take a, just a few weeks, not, not a lot, we're talking two, three weeks hiatus, just so we can just get a bit of a rest over the summer. Um, yeah. But also, if you do have anything you want to ask us or anything you want us to talk about or any questions for us or anything, drop us a line on Facebook. Twitter. I thought you were going to say a phone number. I was like, have I got a phone number? <laughs> no, we've not got a phone number. Drop us um, a line on 0800. <laughs> <laughs> 0818181881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881
yes, review us. Um, but yeah, just send us some stuff because we really do appreciate it. We love all the interaction. So after we get back from our hiatus, I think we're all excited about the fact that we're going to be covering the second book in Jennifer Worth's trilogy, Shadows of the Workhouse. So we're going to take a mini break from talking about the show specifically. Can we just have a check? Has everyone started reading it? I I have finished the book. I know you have. When I say everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Alex, how dare you? Have you started reading it? I started you... before you. Have you finished? No, I've not finished it. <laughs> how how far into it are you, Bex? Have you finished it, Alex? No, I'm about three quarters of the way through. This is a safe space. I don't want to... <laughs> how much have you, you read, Bex? I've read a few chapters. <laughs> you read three pages. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, Bex, just get it, get it out, crack that, crack that spine open, and and finish it because we're going to be talking about it very shortly. <sighs> I just feel victimized. I feel victimized. Well, that's that's a whole, that's a really foundational part of this relationship between all three of us. So we all take our turn to feel victimized, and this one you is know, you turn. know when you spoke about Barbara being annoyed about the whole Trixie situation, she should have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is not the same. <laughs> anyway, on that, we need to say goodbye. Yes, we got to say yeah. goodbye. Yes. Yeah. But thank well, you so much great... for listening. And we'll see yes. you in a few... Yeah, well, well, if you're listening to this in sequence in about 2025, you're listening to it whenever you want. So, doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you listen to it when it when all the episodes first get published, well, you know, thank you for listening today. And then we'll see you in a few weeks when we're back. And we really appreciate you guys sticking with us. And we love all the comments. We love all of you. We love the show. And we're just so excited to do this. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.